Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Hey, welcome to Boggy Talk. Hope you're doing well because I think we are. You doing all right? (laughs) I think we are. You're, you're not even just saying that like as you don't know how I am doing. You also don't know how I'm exactly. doing. I think I am. That's how I feel I'm living life right now. I was like, I think I'm all right. There uh, is a lot going on. So much going on. We, we you know, so the, we're headed to Virginia tomorrow to yes. celebrate uh, the Jeffersons. The Jeffersons. Uh, uh, their appointment. With with, yes, we'll we'll have some internal celebrations in the months to come, right? Yes, absolutely. And then um, all the all the things, right? Serve days this Saturday. Serve day this Saturday. Can't wait. If you haven't registered, yeah. you are a bum and you need to register right now. <laughs> oh man. Okay. And then, uh, <laughs> say it like you mean it, Justin. That's right. And then, um, we have, uh, like fall festival coming up. Yes. Next fall month. festival, missional, missional opportunity connecting the community. Yes. We, yes. our kids are in sports. Yes. And then we have this big looming pastors conference yes. for the state. Yeah. We were just talking about that. Like, there's that. so many things to do. <laughs> I'm the president. Therefore the minute I got elected, Justin was the only one who didn't vote for me in the room. <laughs> Cause he's like, like, that means a lot of work for me. Any against me. Uh, but yeah, so. and it's and it's funny because it's happening uh, in the, the, the Tampa area. So we're coordinating a conference, oh, not I at know. our church, uh, with a lot of other people who yeah. are not here. And so I, that's, that's just challenging. But I thought about it when when, when I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Um, there's never, it's never going to be in Niceville. So right, exactly. It's never going to so, be like actually close. Yes. Like the closest it might be is Panama City maybe. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, eh, it's and it, And the people we're working yeah. with are so great. They're yeah. so they accommodating and kingdom so focused. Far. So yeah, so far. <laughs> Until they don't do it. I doubt they ask. listen to no. this, but they might. They <laughs> might right, be They're checking it out. Yeah. Oh man. Well, uh, it is, it's the end of September, which is hard to believe. We're it like getting the first taste of fall it's in the air. chill in the air has been nice. And you got the cough. You got the fall cough. I swallowed when I said fall and I was like, oh. Oh my gosh, like if you follow Marty Talk, he's got the cough I had last week, so it's probably from us being in proximity. <laughs> that's probably here. so. All and right. that comes from <laughs> South Asia. So yes, that's right. All right, here we go. We've <laughs> not started the avian and... flu or whatever. Oh man. Well, hey, we uh, today on Boggy Talk are following up from uh, this past Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and Sunday we had a great uh, testimony from one of our church members, Andy, and just shared about sharing the gospel with his family at a family reunion. Yeah. And uh, had the opportunity to share the gospel with them. And, and great testimony. If you didn't get the opportunity to listen to that, go back and listen to the services. After you repent for not being yeah, here. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and already not listening. Yeah, to, right. You know, exactly. You haven't caught up yet. Yeah. You should. Um, so we wanted to talk today really about personal evangelism with family members yeah, because I think yeah, when we talk topic. about evangelism and we had, we did uh, a few weeks ago, we had the Jeffersons on who shared uh, not just about their call to overseas missions, but it really about how God has, um, you know well, how they've been used by God to to reach people here and their own strategies for personal evangelism. Uh, but when it comes to family members, there's a unique dynamic, I think, mm-hmm. um, that exists because, man, family is family. Because you can pick your nose, and, you can pick your friends, <laughs> but you can't pick your family. Can't pick your family. And, uh, and that's every, the unique dynamic. That's right. And every family comes with its own levels of dysfunction. Listen, there's no... There's no family without some level of dysfunction. Uh, even the most picture-perfect families have you some. You are the dysfunction if you think your family <laughs> doesn't right. have dysfunction. We put the fun in dysfunction. Everybody else know? is like, yeah, they're the reason we have dysfunction. Exactly. Yeah. So we want to talk about just really yeah. what it looks, maybe some principles for how to share with your family uh, and some of the unique dynamics of family members who don't uh, believe right. in Jesus. Right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think maybe like just generally speaking, I think that I, I would affirm that I think it is more challenging um, and, and it's like, 
it's when you go on a mission trip, I feel like it's less challenging to share the gospel because there's no like societal pressure, right? Like you're not worried, like, what do these people think of me now that I've shared the gospel with them and let them know, I think they're going to hell if they don't believe what I believe, like, because you're never going to see them again, probably. Mm -hmm. And then, so you, you bring that, narrow that down, like, you know, in your community, you know, if you live in a big city, you might be more open. You live in a small town, it's more challenging, right? You Mm -hmm. go to your family and you're like, these are people I'm going to see at family reunions. These are people who are, you know, going to post uh, weird things on my Facebook, like, you know, all that stuff. And so <laughs> you have family members who do that. Yes, yeah. we all do. That's right. Hey there, aunt. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we multiple aunts, by the way, so I'm not spe- speaking of one specific aunt. Um, and I mean that the way you spell aunt. I was A-U-N-T. about to say, do you say, I say aunt too. Do you say aunt? No. Auntie? No. I mean, that's like people, I don't know. That's, we always made fun of people because I grew up in Georgia who said aunt. Like, so anyway. You're yeah. fancy. Yeah. You're fancy. Yeah, anyway. we say aunt. They call you Justine. <laughs> Justine anyway. Justine. But, but yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think that that uh, is the greater challenge in just the the amount of social implications it has on you for sharing the gospel with them and them knowing that you disagree like big time like think about a political discussion right like Mm -hmm. that gets awkward at family stuff right well this is like a you're heaven and hell yeah so that's super awkward yeah and i think you know like we talk about you know and and with the holidays coming up you know you think about thanksgiving and these gatherings and um politics it comes up and it's all it does get awkward because you've got different opinions right and and this can get awkward too but what's of greater consequence and what's a greater okay you're going there already what's more important so let's 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 get the conversation there uh and you know and some of you you know you have uh uh faithful family members you know maybe it's maybe uh you have uh almost everyone in your family is a believer except that one person and and it's kind of the elephant in the room and right. no one wants to bring it up. And then others of you uh, are maybe the only believers in your family. So when you get together, yeah. everyone, you feel like everyone's just watching you and holding up, holding you up as the standard yeah. and they're comparing you to everything that gets said or portrayed in the media about Christians. Right, right. Um, so you do have to, I think as principles is, is you got to evaluate where you're starting. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and just evaluate the relationships that you yeah. have, uh, evaluate, um, what, where people are coming from. You know, there's a, if there's, if you, if you're in a family that has a heritage of faith and, you know, and there's that one or just a couple of family members who don't believe, okay, try to investigate and have the conversation about why, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. investigate why, mm-hmm. you know, chances are something happened an experience mm-hmm. happened that turned them off or turned them away or maybe maybe it was an experience in the church or maybe it was just their own maybe it was within your family and just you know you can grow up in the same household mm-hmm. with siblings and everyone experiences mm-hmm. the dynamics of the family's different mm-hmm. um or it could just be that it just never took root in their hearts and you know they think it's fine for you but they just don't see it so yeah. evaluate mm, i think that's good you know and I, and i think if We'll stay there. Like if if the non-believers are the majority minority in the family, I think we need to recognize the awkwardness that they feel, you know, um, and how out of place That's they feel, right. and make an intentional effort to include them. I think that um, by nature we don't do that. Like even at our church, I think there's still a struggle in our life groups, you know, to say, hey, this person doesn't believe, and they ask these questions, and not to make them feel inferior or stupid for those questions. And so um, that's at a place where people are coming to learn about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Then if you're taking your family and you have that one 
one person, you know, like you got to make an intentional effort to include them and also recognize that there's a good chance that they have felt uh, negative pressure from some of their family members. Yeah. Like uh, I imagine, you know, their grandma or that aunt is praying around the dinner table and they're praying for the Thanksgiving meal. And they're like, and um, God, we just pray for um, Chris's, you know, soul that's damned to hell right now. Oh. We pray that he would just Woo. repent, right? Like I've heard Stuff stories like that, like that, like that. you know, <laughs> like we pray, he's living in sin right now. Yeah. We just pray that him and his, his girlfriend mm. would, you know, you know, confess their sins and their, their, uh, their sin baby would be healthy yeah. in spite of It's like a way, it's right? like when people try to preach in their prayers, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's like, uh, that you're trying to have a conversation that you're afraid to right. have by, by coddling it and covering it up in prayer. You know, yeah. if I could say to my prayer, then it's yeah. like, yeah, you're, we definitely nuts. know those stories. Right. And I would <laughs> even say like within, you know, the Christian community, I know of people probably 40 and below, you know, but, but probably older, like so many people's testimony was like, we grew up in a religious environment and we actually, it was negative for us, you know? And again, maybe some of that self-perceived, but I think there are some realities. So my point is that if you are a Christian and you identify these family members who are non-Christians, it's like, you got to make this intentional effort to include them and not make them feel like, um, they are a lost cause. Right. Because they are lost, but yeah, yeah. absolutely. But like, if they're one of the few family members and maybe they're living in such a way that's, you know, just not that is contrary to scripture, they, they already probably know how everybody feels about yeah. their situation yeah. or their choices. So more condemnation is right. probably not going to right. be helpful. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. So let, let's kind of go down that route. We'll come back to if you're one of the minorities <laughs> as a believer, but so what, what if it's your child? What if it's mm. your sibling? You know, what, what about that? Like that's a, that's a closer more difficult dynamic, I think. And we have people like that in our church who their children, you know, are not. Absolutely. I think, um, one, you have to like recognize your own heartbreak and burden in that. Uh, and you, and, and it should, it should be heartbreak. It should be burden, uh, because we want people to know Jesus. We want people to trust in Jesus. Um, (coughs) excuse me. Um, so just identify that, your, your own excuse. burden, your own... Yes, I've got this tickle in my throat that won't go away. That literally just started when we started Boggy Talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's then, Satan. Uh, yeah, it's that's Satan. right. He doesn't want to talk about this. He doesn't want this, this podcast yeah, to get right. out there, right? Oh, man. Uh, we cast him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, too... Um, you need to recognize too that the the more the longer <laughs> you tickling your throat. Sorry, that's so <laughs> stupid. People, you know, so like, I know, people, I know, man, I've been a part of that. We just pray the enemy out of I all know, these microphone. I know. Cool, Those yeah. churches are popping up everywhere in Destin oh, right now, man. saying that kind of stuff. Oh, anyway. so uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, identify your burden. Where's I going next? Uh, yeah, yeah, Secondly, right. I think recognize too. The longer you don't talk about something the more difficult it, and, and, and you continue in relationship, not bringing it up, the harder it can be to bring up. Yeah. So, right, right. That's you good. know, you've got to recognize your sensitivities, yeah. but I, I think that if you are coming from a place, you just approach, just approach this from a place like Jesus, who, mm-hmm. uh, is, <clears throat> he's humble, yeah. who is compassionate, right. Who is saying, I, you know, you're coming at with an attitude and even expressing in your words, I love you so much, and you know that this is what I believe in. I right. want this for you so much. Mm-hmm. So, what can I do? How can I help you? And then, you know, just and listen to people. You know, mm-hmm. listen to people and their reasons, and don't be, um, 
don't be offended. I think, you know, we, we can so easily get offended. Don't be mm-hmm. offended that someone doesn't believe the mm-hmm. same, be burdened, not mm-hmm. offended. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and lean into that and just to say, well, hey, you know, you believe, I, I see what you're saying, but can I just explain from the Bible? And uh, if it's a family relationship, you have to, I think you really have to acknowledge like your own shortcomings and failures because they see them, they see them and mm-hmm. they see them more than anybody else and your own inconsistencies mm-hmm. in faith. Mm-hmm. But then just an invitation to, you can always ask me anything and I would even the following the invitation mm-hmm. of hey you want to, would you just be willing to mm-hmm. study the scriptures mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. with me and let's talk about it and you can ask me anything mm-hmm. uh, and if I don't know the answer I'll try to find an answer mm-hmm. or you know we can research mm-hmm. together I just think coming alongside people is how you mm-hmm. is how you do this yeah I think I think you need to avoid the temptation to want to be right Oof, um, yeah. and you know, that's a good fo- principle in fo- all of life. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but focus on their, their, the, you know, connecting with them and the opportunity to share the gospel. Remember the gospel is the power of God for salvation to those who believe. So like the more you can just speak the gospel to them, um, I don't mean lecture them. I mean, mm-hmm. just gospel principles, show them the gospel and the way you live your life as yeah. well, even though you need to also preach it. Um, and, and I think prayer, you know, I really do think, just praying over those family members, you know? And, and I think one thing that I pray uh, for people often is the recognition that for children, you know, often it's going to take someone who's not their parents, you know? Right. I mean, I even, I have great children, but I already see in my teenagers, like this just kind of spirit of not giving the same kind of weight mm-hmm. at this stage of their life uh, to what others might say, not that they right. completely disregard what I have to say, but you know, like, and and I think a child who kind of fully walks down that road, like just the mm-hmm. recognition God put someone in their life, you know, right. and don't, and don't try to orchestrate it yourself yeah, because they will figure that out. <laughs> they're smart. Yeah, they, they are people. You're, they're your children, right? You're so smart. Mm-hmm. So they're smart, just like you. Um, but I, you know, I have two family members, uh, who I'm, you know, close family relationship with who are, who are not, do not believe the gospel. Mm. And we've gotten there. And in both relationships, essentially one black and white said, so do you think I'm going to hell? And the other, basically I had to be like, so I feel like if you don't change, like this is your eternity. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's established now from then on, like, I don't need to be as black and white about it unless they initiate that. But I do try to like encourage them, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and just, you know, Hey, I'm just, I'm praying for you. You know, I love you. Mm-hmm. You know where I stand on this, you know, those kind of things. There's just reminders. And I think it's this incredible opportunity because a lot of people who you would get there with in a conversation, you would never talk to again. Right. But you get to see them with again. Fam- yeah. Ex- you're you know? going to see them and again. So, yeah. Um, you know, I would just encourage you in that. And I get, I guess kind of, any, anything else you want to say? About I would your just own say kids in or? those specifically, I mean, this applies to both situations like uh, is don't underestimate or forget the power of prayer in right, this right. and what God can do, how the Holy Spirit is working. Uh, and, you know, we talked about how God uses different yeah. uh, people and circumstances. Uh, you know, just pray that God right. would, you know, do whatever he has to do yeah. to, to open their eyes, to yeah. help them see, to humble them, uh, you know, and just pray, you know, with uh, the, the story of the rich young man who comes to Jesus yeah. and he walks away sad and the disciples say, who, who can then be saved? And, Jesus says, you know, man, this is impossible. 
in that voice. <laughs> but with God, with all, God, things, all are things are possible. And so, Jesus you know, didn't say that voice. preacher man said, <laughs> um, that voice. but it's just believing that, that with God, all things are possible. Yeah, and right. that is our hope because we do yeah. know that is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it may not happen in our timing in the way we want to, uh, but we know it's possible. Yeah. And can we just talk a little bit really quickly about being proactive? Like, you know, Paul Purvis, when he was here for the parenting conference, said, don't expect your children to prioritize what you marginalize. Yeah. Like if all their life, you're like Jesus, but sports, yeah. Jesus, but academics, Jesus, but, you know, and, and it's the emphasis Whatever is, that is on, yeah. I mean, it's not what you teach, it's what you emphasize that sticks. Like if the emphasis is on um, them being these moral, upstanding, successful people and very little gospel conversation, little mm-hmm. seeds of faith. Don't expect yeah, your parenting to, to have led them to Christ, you know? And, and, and again, I think each individual is responsible for their own personal relationship with Jesus and decisions and response to the gospel. But, um, you know, we should be leading them to Christ by yeah. our parenting. And, um, I do think just a lot of, a lot of professing Christians, mm-hmm. um, that is not the priority in your parenting, you know, right. and and I think we need to be aware of that. And I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm talking about myself too, like, you know, because because the immediate always tends to make us sacrifice the important, right? right. And the immediate is behavior. The immediate is them getting doing well at school because we want them to succeed, mm-hmm. right? But why? Yeah. Why do we want them to succeed yeah. so that the gospel? Uh, would go forth. Absolutely. So let's talk about when you are one of the few Christians in your yeah, family. Which is my reality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I think first you've got to be prepared for people just, you've got to be prepared to be completely misunderstood possibly yeah, yeah. Uh, and for assumptions to be made and maybe to be even uh, mocked or ridiculed, right. uh, even mildly, but also majorly, uh, it can happen. So not to minimize that. Um, and then just, again, you carry the same burden, you pursue the same relationships, um, and, and you just trust God. Uh, and when the opera and, and through relationship, you take advantage of the opportunities that God, yeah. pre- mm-hmm. God presents. You want to add on to that, uh, just yeah. in your own context. No, experience. I would, I would just say like, if we think of it globally, you know, I specifically, we were doing work and, um, you know, South Asia, which is not a Christian nation in a, an area where it's not a Christian nation. There's Muslim nations. Like when people give their life to Jesus, um, they're often excommunicated from their family. Right. And Jesus said, you know, you, mm-hmm. you know, you'll be hated by your family for my sake, you know? And so I think that, you know, we have to understand globally and historically many Christians right. have been cast aside from mm-hmm. their family, uh, for following Jesus. Uh, and so, we have to realize then, you know, that's generally not the case in America mm-hmm. uh, because of the tolerance in our culture and the acceptance of Christianity by and large. Um, however, if we're serious about Jesus and the gospel and the word of God uh, and our family aren't, isn't, then we might get mocked a little bit. I can remember um, at a family get together uh, shortly after I'd said, like, I'm all in for Jesus. One of my cousins talking about a movie and it was like, it was a movie that kind of like was um, Cider House Rules is what it was. And it was mm-hmm. about like the underground abortion movement. And mm. the point, I think a big part of it was to legalize, you know, abortion because how dangerous. And she was like, I mean, you wouldn't like that movie. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that's like so offensive. You know, yeah. I didn't say anything uh, surprisingly at that time in my life. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, but that's okay. Mm. You know, like, 
And, and I didn't want to even, I, and I chose not to engage in that because I didn't want to fight over this issue when the gospel was the bigger right, issue. Right. And so um, I, I will say that some That's people overcorrect point. and wear this chip on their shoulder, like my family hates me. And it's like a badge of honor. Like yeah. now the badge of honor yeah. is like that you're following Jesus, right? right. Like yeah. why do you got to, you want your family to hate yeah, you, you, right? Because you feel like a martyr. They don't point. hate you because you're following mm -hmm. Jesus. They hate you because you're a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, about That's it. a good point. So, but then at the same time, just don't be afraid, you know, yeah. like, um, and I think, I, I think that I, I would say what I see in a lot of my family is this, like, you know, I think it's in Colossians where it talks about living your life in a way that's questionable to the, to the world. And I think like some of the things we've done with our life, they're like, man, our family, our family just kind of admire us. Mm. They don't get it fully. Yeah. And it's not them. But it's an opportunity to like mm -hmm. explain, you know, why, why we've adopted, yep. like why, you know, whatever it might be. Absolutely. Um, and so th that's what I would just say. And then just be loving yes. and humble. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how far us being like Jesus goes. <laughs> really? And you know, you said something earlier and I think it's a good point is like, if they're, if you're not a Christian, uh, if your family was not Christians, you're going to probably have fundamental disagreements about a lot of things in life too. Maybe it's yeah. a moral stance. Uh, you don't necessarily have to start there. You know, right, like right. The, the, the gospel is the biggest issue right. and faith and trans transformation that happens by grace through faith, uh, in Jesus and trusting his word and studying, like God transforms us through yeah. that. And so uh, I would say, don't focus on all the other issues as much until you really love, like they know it's even your stance on specific issues, getting to the heart of the gospel in right. it is, is, is a key, not just, uh, especially in, I think in this culture where uh, so many things are, you know, politically divided and, you know, quote, our country is so polarized in many ways and that gets applied to faith and there's assumptions made. Yeah, you so. know what's cool? I mean, I, I don't know if I had anything to do with all this, <laughs> um, but I think I didn't hurt it. In the last two years, I've had four family members who are all, I think, over the age of 60, uh, give their life to Jesus. That's amazing. Um, you know, so it, it's really cool to see that. And I would just say, you know, um, you know, it's don't grow weary in doing good. Amen. That's good. That, that's in the Bible right yeah. there. There you go. So speaking of growing weary, growing weary, we got a question. We got a question. Bring the questions? question. Come on, bring the question. So the first question, uh, which will be our shorter answer of the two or three, uh, is what do we think about the government shutdowns that are looming or uh, imminent? Uh, well, I mean, I think. Now, I know you have a political blog, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, man, that would be the most uninteresting blog because it would just be like, meh. Um, I think that it stinks that this happens. It's terrible that it happens. And I've, you know, the greater, you know, we don't have to get into politics necessarily, but uh, I mean, everyone involved knows it's all about politics and people getting their way. So um, really the greater principle is for those that it affects um, right. is how do you respond? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you can be cynical and be like, well, this happens all the time, you know, and I, that's probably not healthy. Um, but it, just be real about that in our hope, one isn't in the government. Yeah, uh, yeah. And two, we have a kingdom perspective. And so what is it like to have a kingdom perspective, particularly when this affects your livelihood, um, yeah. is it comes back to trusting God, his provision, his timing. Um, and, I, you know, I think that's, that's bottom, the big Big principle right yeah. there. Yeah, I would say that as an American citizen, it is very clear that we have two ideologies that are are not 
reconcilable long-term. Mm-hmm. And each time this happens, that's just a reminder of that. And some, if something doesn't give eventually, we're going to face a major economic problem in our country. Mm-hmm. So that's true. And this is about right. nobody being willing to say, uh, you know, these politicians not really be willing to say, okay, let's just do what is actually best for our country. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, uh, I, or at least I don't think that's not like a prophetic word. I it's just, just I don't think it's, it's just happen. because when you actually start digging back the layers, you feel like, oh my gosh, this is so hopeless. And so at some point, you know, we're going to have a problem, but, uh, like something's going to change, you know, in terms of balance power and all that. I don't know if that'll be in my lifetime or not, but you know, mm-hmm. it seems you would have thought already with the debt we have and all that, but who knows? But, um, I would say that the the reason, you know, the Bible tells us, why do we wage war against one another? Right? Like why do we right. have quarrels? It's, it's that we have you know, a, a waging of war on the inside. Right. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately we see sin played out here in front of us. And it's a reminder to us, uh, as believers not to conduct ourselves in the same way. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like consider the other, the interest of others more significant than ourselves. Yeah. Um, you know, restore each other in a spirit of gentleness, like mm-hmm. all those things. It's a, it's a, it's that reminder. We're, we're about to come up on budget season. Like, you know, nobody in our budget that we're voting on gets it exactly how they want it, right. you know? Um, and, and in your home, you don't get it exactly how you want it. And if you mm-hmm. do, um, then others aren't getting it how they want it. Right. Right. And so I just think it's that great reminder. Mm-hmm. And then like you said, um, it is a great reminder that we are not created for this world. Yeah. And I think, you know, avoiding the pitfalls of pride in it, thinking that if I was in charge, I would fix everything. Cause you know, honestly, we all think that at times and then to, you know, just conducting yourselves in conversations in a way that honors, honors the Lord, you know, because it is easy in conversations to be like those, you know, to talk about those people who are in charge. I mean, they'd like they're idiots or they're dumb or they're these people on this side and just avoiding those kinds of generalizations and, and speech really, uh, which and, can be difficult when you really actually think that. So. And I don't know how many of you <clears throat> listen or watch Boggy Talk, but I know that many of our church members who are not in the workplace on a daily basis, specifically who might be retired because I've been to your houses, have the news on a lot. Stop watching so much <laughs> news. Okay. Yeah, Read the Bible instead. Yeah. Spend time sharing go. the gospel instead. Call yeah. those family members who don't know Jesus mm. instead because they are trying to suck you in and entertain you and it is making us crazy. Yeah. They're trying to hold your attention to how yes. to do that. Sensationalism. Okay. All right. So I might come to a sermon near you, but <laughs> it's definitely on body yeah. talk. There Question two. Question two. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago, I talked about how people grow callous mm. who are progressing without God. And a question I received was, <laughs> would that apply to people who are believers or professing believers who have seemed to be just indifferent about growing in their relationship? Yeah, that's with a God? good question. So um, that's a good question. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is, okay, well, if you're indifferent and you're professing believer, you know, are you a believer? And so mm-hmm. that would be if I were talking to mm-hmm. someone and not in a judgmental way, because it's not my place to make a definitive judgment on that. Only the God, only God can do that. But to say, okay, 
why do you feel indifferent about growing? That's why right. do you feel are you know if you're do Christian, you even love God? That's right. You know, and so you know you start got there. all the preacher voices today, and yeah, that's right. Uh, and so if they, you know, yeah, I believe, I believe, I just you know, so get to the root of why there's indifference. Is Jesus you know? Lord? There you go. Or are you Lord? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, that's a difference in styles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stop it. <laughs> Start. Up the voice. I'm almost, I'm starting to speak in a voice, but then I'm like, I'm I get offended. I mean, I get afraid that I'm about to make like an offensive accent right. or something. Yeah, yeah. So Please I'm just not going to do it. Please don't. Uh, I'm not going to do it. Um, You're safe with making fun of old white preachers. Yes, you are. Because right? I'm safe. about to be one, right? <laughs> Some might say I am one already. If only I were as good as, as voices as Lewis Miller, that our regional catalyst. If only um, any of us were. So uh, that's the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, I mean, the, the passage, uh, you know, we're talking about like there, there is a callousness that comes from walking away from, you know, like a not walking with God. You know, we see that progression in Romans chapter one, mm. um, you know, in Revelation and, and, you know, the letters to the church, you know, the don't be lukewarm. I want to spit yeah. you out of my mouth. Like, yeah, so, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and I think I fir- maybe first heard Francis Chan talk about this, but like, or maybe it was David Platt. They kind of wrote the same stuff. But like, why do we for so long assume lukewarm means saved? Yeah. Right? If Jesus is spitting us out of his mouth. Yeah, exactly. So that's so a good like, that's a great They're point. just a lukewarm Christian. I'm like, Ooh. well, I mean, hermeneutically. Yeah. And I think that just, you know. That was more of a Bible nerd. <laughs> hermeneutically. <laughs> that's right. We do have to ask that question. And I think, you know, like we believe that nothing, I mean, we believe nothing can pluck us out of the hand. Like we are, nope. we are God's children. Nope. We are his son. Adoption is final, you know, mm. um, but there is reason to question, was there adoption in the first place right. uh, when, mm. when those things. And I think that's where you really have to help people, you know, dig in and just help, you know, yeah. discern the motives mm-hmm. of the heart. Uh, you know, there is a time, I think, in all of our lives as we're growing that we're just, maybe we're not feeling it. Maybe we're not. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. But, but Paul, even Paul if you, said that. yeah, but even if you dig past that, it's like, if, in a believer, I mean, Jesus wasn't always. I'm just kidding. That's that's heresy. Oh, oh, oh man, sounds like progressive uh, Christianity. Oh man, somebody's gonna sounds like pick Romans. up on that. Yeah, uh, I but I think like we even in those moments of not feeling it, it's like you have to dig in. And, and I think there in a believer, there still is like, but I know, but I want to feel. I want to want it. I you know, and so mm-hmm. that's where like mm-hmm. you discern. Okay, well, if you're if you truly desire this, like. God is working in you. So let's talk about why you feel this way. Right, or why are you, why right. you are this way. Um, and again, why like, are you the way you why, are? Why are you the way you are? Yeah. Um, again, my version, your that's version. That's right. Just discern that, right. uh, help people discern that yeah. and discern it in your own heart. Because, mm-hmm. and we talked about this in our life group um, last week as we're going through the Psalms. Because one of the things is we're going through the Psalms, I've challenged our life group is to keep a page in their journal where in every Psalm, you're just keeping a list of the attributes of God mm-hmm. you see in that Psalm. Uh, uh, you know, some are so overt and some, you you know, you read and it talks about the actions of God or what he does. And so, you you know, what what does this say about God? And keep it a list because you rehearse the truth. And, mm. uh, and, and someone in our life group, Janae, she said, and she played basketball in college. And she's like, you know, as a basketball player, I just, she's like, I'm, I'm hearing this. And I just keep thinking repetition, 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 mm-hmm. repetition, because the goal is you, as you practice something, whether it's sport or a a Mm -hmm. skill or an Mm -hmm. instrument, you're not thinking about it. It's reflex. And so what we want to do is to get to these places where in the moments of our mm-hmm. difference, our reflex becomes to go with what we know, not with what mm-hmm. we feel. We there 
are the times in every believer's life that we will feel indifference. Now, like someone who's consistently feeling indifference and doesn't even want to change and doesn't see the big deal in changing and doesn't see it necessary, I think you have real reason to question, like, do you truly believe that Jesus mm-hmm. is Lord? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that callousness uh, is characteristic of those without God, Romans 1. So, you know, they get their foolish hearts, they're darkened, and then they become hard. Um and God gives them up to their lust. Uh, and, and, and so that's not a Christian, uh, that he's talking about there. So the way I was explaining it when I preached, you know, that's, I'm not talking about a Christian, just, you know, just to quickly add on to what you would say, I, 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 what you said, I would just say that, um, yeah, I mean, I think that the scripture tells us how to treat people when they're like that. It doesn't say that we know they're saved or not. In mm-hmm. fact, that's what judge not lest you be judged with the same standard measure with which you judge, you'll be judged mm-hmm. with. So if we begin to say, well, because they're not, or because they are, they're not saved. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you don't want to be judged with that same no. standard. Mm-hmm. However, Matthew 18 and first Corinthians chapter five, tell us we treat them like they're not a Christian based on their reaction. Right. So that hopefully by that clarity, mm-hmm. they will see and repent, right? right? Hand them over to Satan means for them to say, I don't want to be with Satan and them to mm-hmm. run back, you know? Um, and yeah, I mean, I would just say that the gospel, preach the gospel, encourage the brother and sister in Christ. Yeah. And, you know, if that's you, I mean, don't stay the same, you yeah. know, don't stay the same. Yeah. Ask yourself, why do I... F- why am I, why am I feeling different? Yeah. And what do I know I need to do? You know, mm-hmm. what's the remedy? So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good question. So, so did we have one more question or do we want to hit that next week? I think we'll hit it next week. Okay. How about that time wise. So uh, wrapping it up a little game here. So it is, we talked about it. It's, it's the end of September. We're on October. Oh, I, did get, I got asked one more question. Oh, come on. When I refer to my love for nineties rap, who am I talking? About? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I know. You want to answer that we'll now take, or you we'll want to say that, that next week? Uh, well, there's some bait for next week. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So, um, Talking about fall, and I was just thinking, you know, fall foods, and just made me think of all the, the the seasonal foods you can get. And I'm not a fan of like pumpkin spice. I know, hate me. I remember um, I'm a basic white girl. Yeah, that's so right. I, am. I mean, I so for clarity, I it's fine. I don't dislike it. It's just way overhyped. It's not like spaghetti is for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like very few f- foods. People just like have, me. some people get like angry at me that I don't like like how how in the world could you be are you even American (laughs) but it's Italian uh yeah (laughs) that's that's right right. that's a great point (laughs) yeah I I I know I'm weird okay yeah leave it leave me alone oh so I was thinking about fall it's like a sermon illustration in there somewhere right I'm sure you know fall is a season of state fairs and you know there's just you know you hear all these random foods you can get I don't go to state fairs because I have too Uh, many kids and it just well and you know and dime you man and I you know I went as a kid because we had one nearby and I like we had like a fair and we went to the Georgia State Fair and oh, now as an adult I'm like those things are a little shady uh, and I'm not so sure about the safety of all the rides uh, what's that like country song where he talks real fast you know what I'm talking about that's what makes me think you just at that guy's concert like, I have no idea uh, oh man what's the name of that song uh, it's like he's like sounds like an auctioneer you know Mm-hmm. I, that's a lot of country songs from the nine <laughs> like that, uh, that kind of genre. Oh, All right. man. So and we're going to play a little words. game of this or that. And, uh, and we're going to, these are okay. all foods that you can get at county fairs. All right. These have been seen and spotted real foods around county fairs. Uh, and so I'm going to skip over the, it's like an ox. It's like, 
the Grundy County Auction, John Michael oh, Montgomery. Uh, John, you know what? I have sung a John Michael Montgomery song okay. in a wedding and a karaoke bar. All right. So, so it's so like so first to the lady. You know what I'm talking about? The second dress. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, little lady. Yeah. I just picture I you That's so funny. at a state fair I singing can, that. Oh, man. In my uh, in my Trying to make boots. it big. <laughs> Trying to make it big. Like you did. Uh, your Ann signed you up. I'm just way not country enough okay. uh, to pull that off. That's true. Um, that's so, true. Uh, so I'm going to give you an option. I'm going to give you this or that. And then okay. whatever you choose will become the this for the next. And so ultimately <laughs> you're going to choose the thing that you would most be interested in, in trying. So you can define interested like you think it would be the most delicious or it's just the most curious or I just can't even imagine. So I want to try it thing. All right. Okay. And I'm skipping over the typical things okay. that people hear about like deep fried Oreos and, uh, you know, deep fried Twinkies. That's too easy. Or a, or a deep fried cheeseburger, donut burger. Like those are, those are too easy for this. So, so the this first is, real is this, or false, right? These are real things. This, would you rather try this? Okay. A Kool-Aid chicken sandwich. <laughs> And it's uh, a fried chicken sandwich that's been doused in a Kool-Aid glaze and to- topped with a giant whole pickle. Uh, uh, I and, hate pickles. And readers I say that you will end up you will end up with a red glaze all over your face. Or okay. would you rather try fried Kool-Aid? So this <laughs> is these are dough balls with Kool-Aid injected in the middle and then deep fried. So this Kool-Aid chicken sandwich or that a fry, fried Kool-Aid? So the pickle you lost me at the pickle. All right. I, I would rather have, because I'm not a sweets guy. Yeah. Um, I'm a salts guy. So um, if you're wondering why I'm a little overweight, it's from the salts. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so salty. I would rather do, I can't do the pickle. So I'd rather do the um, All right. So you're going with fried donut. Kool-Aid. You're going with yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so Kool-Aid. that becomes this. Never heard of it before this. All right. That becomes this. So this fried Kool-Aid or that pickle lemonade. It's yeah, exactly no, what it happening. sounds like. Not happening. So we're still at fried Kool-Aid. <laughs> All right. It is It is literally just lemonade and pickle juice, uh, which sounds great after you've run a marathon and you need to replace your salt. But, Listen, uh, one time that, on social media, back in the James Ross, I've posted a lot of things on Facebook mm-hmm. days, uh, which now, you know, I'm like, okay, don't do that as much. I posted a thing. I said, there are people who, there are two types of people in this world. People who ordered their Chick-fil-A sandwich without pickles and monsters. <laughs> and dude, people were so uh, mad at me. That's like more offensive than scripture to I some know, people. I know, I know. So <laughs> like, anyway, uh, so pickle funny. lemonade sounds like what yeah. they serve in hell. Yeah, me. that sounds, but you know, it's funny. Lemon, I mean, pickle They don't juice, serve breakfast, but they that, might serve pickle, pickle lemonade. lemonade. Thank you, newsboys. <laughs> uh, Eliza, our daughter, you know, one of, I, she's just, I love her so much and she's so creative and just kind of her own person and she just likes crazy <laughs> foods and she will just straight up drink some pickle juice. She's like, it's so good. I'm like, that's a little weird, but that's pickle why I love feet? her. Does she do pickle uh, She She would try it. She would think it's gross, but she's always up to try things. So, okay. all right. So you chose uh, this. So this fried Kool-Aid or that scorpion pizza. It is uh, you pizza. You had me at scorpion. You lo- I mean, you had me at pizza. You lost me at scorpion. All right. So, so it, it is, uh, let's see. It is literally, it's pizza topped with melted cheese sauce and uh, scorpions. Crunchy, getting a lot of pizza flavor, but there you also have the bug flavor. Which one hmm. are you trying? This or that? Fried Kool-Aid, which is pretty safe. Uh, or scorpion. The scorpions you, are, of course, dead. No venom. Try. It's try. Interested to try. So again, it's not you picking what you think. It's just which one are you more interested in trying? I I I would try the scorpion pizza. I think you I would love try. pizza that You've much. You've been enough places where weird things are served. Yes, you could yes. do it. All I right. I don't so, even know what I've eaten. In some that's things. right. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry. All right. So you got this. Just a few church members' houses, though. <laughs> Just kidding. No names. Just kidding. So this scorpion pizza or that going with a the bug theme, chocolate and bug coated candy apples. 
All right. So you've got uh, candied apple uh, covered in uh, chocolate. You can go dark chocolate, white chocolate, and then liberally, literally plastered with edible June bugs, cricket worms, and ants. Yeah, I'm going with the scorpion pizza. I think that would be because at least like you're going to get a are taste. people eating this in America? Because it's a fair, and what you eat at the fair, I was about to say what, you, what goes on at the fair stays at the fair, but if you're eating this stuff, it's probably not staying at the fair. It's probably not staying uh, at the fair. All right, Actually, so- Actually, it might. It could. <laughs> it might be that clear. <laughs> it might. All right, so then uh, you, you went with this, uh, scorpion pizza, and uh, so that, this or that, ketchup-flavored soft-serve ice cream. Disgusting. That, disgusting. Is, that is disgusting. I mean, my daughter Esther would like down that in a second, yeah. but- um, Nope, not it's, doing yeah, it. Yeah, you know, it's hard to mess up ice cream, mm, in my opinion. I've only had a few ice creams because I love Ooh. ice cream. I've only had a few that I, I like, haven't liked. I like spicy ketchup on, like, thick fries. Yeah. But that's it. But 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 it's cold. now it's cold and sweet. It's just too confusing. Dude, too confusing. People love ketchup, too. Isn't it weird how we're so different? Yeah. Like, people like ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together. Yeah. With, like, pickles on their sandwich. Yeah. And that just literally Yeah, I like ketchup on fries, and that's about it. Right I don't really even want ketchup on my hamburger. It wants me to vomit my scorpion mm. pizza out right now. <laughs> All right, so we're still with this scorpion pizza, and now we're going to that. Now, this sounds interesting me to me. real pizza. All right. Would you rather try this delicacy found in North Carolina? It's deep-fried Twix stuffed Twinkie wrapped in bacon. Yeah, I'll go with that. I would try that. I would go with Wouldn't that. Wouldn't you try that? I mean, unfortunately, it's probably like so much that it makes you sick. But yeah, yeah I'd try that. But you're taking a Twinkie, you're stuffing it with a Twix, you're wrapping it in bacon, and then you're deep frying. You have me at bacon. You got salty and yeah, sweet in that. Yeah. That sounds actually that a little amazing. Pretty decent. Uh, yeah, we yeah. should. We're going to sell those at our fall festival. How about that? Um, that'd be interesting. Let's All right, so it. you went with that. So that becomes this, and this is the last one. Okay. All right. Are you going to stick with this? The Twinkies, Twix, bacon concoction, or concoction. I don't that think they used the word concoction at a fair. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no, I was going to make a bad gonna joke. Pro- Never mind. We're not going to profile fair people. All right. Uh, is that or, are you still allowed to call that? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, or you're going to go with this. Now, this sounds interesting to me. Deep. I bet fair people make a lot of money. Oh, I bet they make. Because people want to, I mean, if it was reasonably priced, you're like, even if I don't like it, I only lost three bucks. Now, if and they're traveling, yeah. like I bet, I bet they're making yeah, some dough, man. Man, um, all right, last thing. There's trying. no OSHA standards or anything yeah. like There's, that. Yeah, man, it's yeah. crazy. All right, how many? We need to look up a tr- fa- how many lawsuits have been. Connected I'm to sure fairs. quite a few. And accidents, and yeah. yeah. Mm. All right, we had a good fair in my town growing Deep up. Deep fried watermelon. I'm going with the bacon. I would. That was the best of all of them. So what if you had deep fried watermelon, bacon wrapped watermelon, deep fried? Would you try that? I'd still go Go with with the sugar. I think you're right. Watermelon's fine. Yeah. I like watermelon on its own. And, but like something about heating it up. Yeah. Heating it up in, I don't know how that's going to work, but all right. So if anybody wants to try that at home, make a deep fried Twix stuffed Twinkie wrapped in bacon, uh, please send us a video because I really want to see this and better yet, bring us a sandwich. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Post on this thing, um, anything actually, because there's no engagement ever. But hey, uh, no, we got some emails about Corn Palace. That's true, we yeah, did. We, someone, John, and someone talked Johnny's to me. Yeah, there. and someone talked to me last night at Corn a Palace. life group. It was like, hey, Corn Palace. I was like, sweet. Yeah, but yeah. tell us your favorite fair food. Yeah, what is the grossest thing you've ever tried at a fair? And the uh, lyrics to the song are, "Hey, pretty lady, won't you give me a sign? I give anything to make you 
Oh, mine, oh, mine. Mine, oh, mine. There I you do go. your bid and be at your beck and call. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well. Going once, uh, twice, I'm well, there sold. You have yeah. it. I mean, we talked about rap songs. What we talked about that? country I know, songs. I we know. talked about Cider House Rules and Fair Food. What other podcast is giving you this premium contact? Uh, con. Con. Tent that, that I can speak. There you go. What concoction will we have next week? <laughs> I am not drinking a concoction right now. That's not the reason. I am. All right. Oh, well, that'll hey. end up somewhere. Uh, that's right. All right. Well, hey, we are so thankful you've tuned in. Please send us questions. We love to answer them, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat. 